Hey everybody, it's Trani Unicorn and hey. A is here with her A mug and I'm here with my Trani Unicorn mug and we have so much girl talk to have. Uh, she agreed to go on this uh, video with us as long as I blurred her face, right? Yes. Awesome. So let's get started. I've got so much to ask you. So I am curious to give my audience an entirely different perspective in this lifestyle mm-hmm. than the one they hear all the time. So I'm a single girl who had different fantasies than you maybe and different entrance ways. And I, they all know that. So I want you to like, give me the a perspective and your experience specifically. Okay. All right. My very first question for lovely a, and just to introduce her correctly, a is one of the very first unicorns I successfully ever picked up I think it might have been the first one actually with men. Like I was there hunting with men for a sexy woman to join us. And she had to cut a lot of uh, criteria off because I had sexy men who had expectations about like, you know, what they're looking for. And I just remember working so fucking hard to get this girl to join us because I was like, she's perfect. Um, so anyways, we'll fast forward and, and, and we've had so many amazing experiences since. So you're a, you're a personality behind some of my videos, some of our experiences. And so that's why you're here. And now you're going to give your perspective on all of these things. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me a about your start in the lifestyle, what pushed you over the edge to get started and how to, how it unraveled? Yeah. So it was honestly very recently. I think that's one thing that we differ in our journeys is you've been in this and knowing you wanted this for a while, obviously not your whole adult life, but longer than I have. Mine was like not even a year ago. Um, but I realized I wanted to be more a part of the sex positive community here in Toronto because I was in, you know, monogamous relationship. I feel like this is how everyone starts. They're in a monogamous relationship and they realize maybe this isn't for me. So I was like following people on Instagram. So I knew I wanted to be a part of the sex positive community and I was not in it. I didn't know anybody. I was living normal vanilla life. And I was like, how do I get there? I was listening to the sex positive podcast and they're talking about how they got into it. And they were saying how they went to Oasis and that's where they built all these relationships. And now that's where they go to these sex parties with. Cause I hear about these sex parties. I'm like, how does that even happen? Like, is there a group chat? Is there a Facebook page? Like what's going on? And now here we are, we have that. So I was like, okay, Oasis is the spot. This is happening. I had this realization right before COVID COVID happened, mm-hmm. couldn't go. And I was cooped up and I was like, oh my gosh. So Oasis opened their first weekend. I think it was a Friday. They were open Friday, Saturday. I was there Friday as a single woman by myself, which I later realized was kind of epic. Like, you don't have a bar by yourself. But I was like, I'm going to go meet all these strangers in a sex club alone as a single woman who's 20 years old. And I've never done this. Like, it was kind of crazy. But in the moment, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like, Sure. And a lot of people are like, whoa, you're ballsy going here. Um, But that's kind of how I went. And then everything's come since then. It was honestly just a curiosity. I wasn't going there to be like, I want to have my first threesome or anything like that. I just wanted to meet more like-minded people who were in this lifestyle because I was just curious, really. That makes a lot of sense. And so now that you're not just a foot inside the door of this lifestyle, you've fully seen the inside of this lifestyle, at least enough to make a judgment or an assessment. What can you, what would you, what advice would you give the A version of yourself that was too shy to go? What would you tell her to make her realize it's okay? It would honestly just be from the side of like, 
I've had so many good experiences and met so many people. And I just say like, it's not a scary, sorry, it's not a scary experience at all. Everybody is like so kind and so nice. Yeah. It was unusual. Like we're like, are you, are you sure you're in Toronto? Because if you step outside here, people are much ruder to you when you try to talk to them, but it's true. It's very nice. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Especially because there's so many like people that you'll come across, but I've only had good experiences and it's everybody from different walks of life. That was another thing that I found so interesting is like, I'm meeting all these people that I would have never met different working experience, like different jobs and stuff like that. And I'm like, we would never come across ever. And here we are like having a conversation, naked in a pool. Like it's just crazy. It's true. And one of those elements that some people really specifically talk about is the lack of your almost shell that you can wear in society to like communicate who you are because you put all that in a locker and you're naked just like everyone else and so you don't actually know like what somebody dresses like usually until after you've slept with them which is something that has been a good thing or a surprising thing it's like is that your kilt (laughs) yeah some people wear clothes and I'm like whoa like you look so nice like, yeah, exactly. I've gotten turned on by watching yeah. guys. I remember Jay, the first time I saw Jay get in, in his street clothing. And I remember like, 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 like watching him like that. I was like, so turned on. <laughs> so, it's so weird. Yeah. Also, like, it's definitely everyone's like the same, even playing ground where all they're naked. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do, really. Like, it, it doesn't affect me at all. So meaning that you could go there and, and be a voyeur and literally just come and be social and not have sex with anyone and still be a valued part of the night. Right. For sure. And that was my whole experience for a long, long time. I went in there and obviously I was shy. And my story isn't I went in there shy and then I went and started having threesomes left and right. I went in there wearing a full bathing suit while everybody else was naked. That was another part of my first experience. I was wearing a club dress and like chunky booty heels. I was wearing shoes. I (laughs) was was like, this is, I'm overdressed. This was not, this is not a club. I thought it was like sex club, not a club. It was not a club. Everyone was in a towel. So quickly I was like, okay, this is not the attire. Then I wore a bathing suit every single week for a long, long time. Didn't play with anybody. Didn't kiss anybody for a really? long time. So let's elaborate on that. How long of a time did you go without ever, with ever, ever playing? So in the swinger world, we like to call sex or like playing around play. So how did you have any play with anyone for several times that you went to Oasis? Oh, it would have had to be at least... I think I didn't play for like two months and that's not like me going once a month. That was me going every week. I went every, so I, I wasn't in this lifestyle. And then I went every week yeah. for like all of summer at, when it was open at the end of the summer. Um, and, and then just to be clear though, you had plenty of opportunity. It was your oh, choosiness, yeah. right? Like it was your option to not play. Sure. There, there was a lot of single men. Um, but it was like, these are strangers. Like I also, for me, I didn't go to Oasis looking to have sex in public. That wasn't a thing for me. I know some people go and they love, what's the, what's the word? Exhibitionism, I think. Exhibition. Yeah, that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing. I was like, oh no. So when I did start playing, the only time I would play with someone is if we got the private room. So I'd meet somebody. Yeah. I, I feel like you don't use that room really. I only ever used it once with B, um, and ever since then, I just don't give a shit who sees where my holes are getting plowed. I just don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm at that point too. But in the beginning, it would be like I'd meet someone, and I'm kind of like you. I can't really play with someone the first time I meet them if they're like a stranger. Yeah. Which might seem weird because we're like going to a sex club, but 
that's just how it is for me. So usually I'd see someone one week, we'd exchange contact. Oh, are you going next Wednesday? Sure. And then we meet, and then maybe that would be the time we play. And I'd be like, okay, but can we get the private room? They say, of course. And then we do that. Cause I didn't really, cause when you're at the club, you'll get people looking at you. Like that's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't comfortable with that at first. So at least there is that option, but yeah, I didn't know you used the private room a lot. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I used it with like at least like three people before I started getting comfortable with other places. Um, yeah. And then after a while, so it would be like, I'd have that sex and those days I'd be wearing a bathing suit. Cause this was still like, I would still wear a bathing suit. Keep in mind, everybody else is naked. Yeah. Like I'm the odd one out wearing a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have sex and then I'm like, okay, I don't really need to put my top back on. I just had sex. So then that's how I slowly <laughs> got to the root of being naked which now I go naked yeah it's true that's how I did it too it's because they were already off and I was like wow like I could put them back on and I think everybody's different like when you first go a lot of people will go naked I brought a girlfriend of mine who's not in this lifestyle she's not looking to be in this lifestyle but I was like I was going every week Mm -hmm. and I was like why don't I show you and I was like we can wear full clothes we'll wear full clothes or you can wear a bathing suit whatever so you're comfortable she's like no I want to go naked like I want the experience this girl I was like whoa okay great yeah and she just dove in (laughs) people are really just ready to be like free you know and yeah uninhibited it's nice to see all right okay so let's move on that was a great answer I'm excited for where this is gonna go if you would be able to say that you've learned any lessons even good lessons or hard lessons from having your first threesomes foursomes fivesomes, whatever, with most of those are with me and my friends, um, <laughs> other friends. So it's, uh, what have you learned along the way about, you know, what, things that worked, things you liked, things that didn't? So for me, because going in, I didn't really have these experiences. I hadn't had threesomes. I hadn't had, you know, all this group sex stuff. Um, you have to really just like be true to yourself as you're learning. So when I'm doing these things, I'm like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Because a lot of people, who haven't done these things are like, I want this. I want a threesome. I want a group sex. That doesn't mean that you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like being true to yourself and being like evaluating your own values because everybody's going to go to the sex club for what they want, right? Like a couple's going to go there looking to have sex and do what they want to do. Everybody's nice, but they're thinking about themselves first, to be honest with you, right? Like you have to be able to speak up for yourself and be like, that's not something I'm interested in. You seem really nice, but no. And after, sometimes in the real world, I feel like I can get swayed. I'm like, I can be convinced really easily. And after a couple of drinks I have at the club to loosen up, like you really have to know what you want and what you don't want going into things. Yeah. And the importance of communicating with people because seriously, like you're there naked, you have to speak up. Um, yeah. yeah, and say your mind and not worry about hurting other people's feelings or what they want and making them happy. It is not about making them happy. It is about making yourself content with what you're doing. It's true. And it's funny because you're, you're so much younger than me. I'm 38. You're how old now? I just turned 21. 21. And it's funny because you're one of the more inspiring communicators I've seen in this lifestyle because you've inspired me to speak up about things that I've experimented with that I'm like, eh, maybe it's not for me. You know, like things that I didn't know wouldn't be for me, but it's a lot of work. I'm not really into breaking a sweat during sex and like not that kind of sweat. So I feel like in a way your openness to say that, you know, maybe a certain position you didn't really like almost inspired me to be like reconsider my own value in that position. and was like, well, 
maybe it's fun for like a couple minutes yeah because it's easy to go along with it right when there's like you want to make them happy and it's like part of like having group sex and reels it's kind of like a show right like when so much is going on at least for me like we've talked about I don't like having too much going on like I don't want to be doing work over here doing work over here something's happening like it's just too much for me but what if you had multiple people working on you yeah I'm selfish, obviously. But, like, so we all are. And that's why I'm thinking as long as we get better at communicating, we these guys, let's just be really honest. These guys are there to please us and they're going to be very great at delivering if we can customize a unique fantasy to ask them for. I think that with the next time we are find ourselves in a room with these boys, we ask them to both of them service us at a time instead of just plug us because let's see. Cause I'll also be there. You'll also be there. That's three people on one. Let's experience what goddess sex is. I mean, let's, why not ask for it? Yeah, that would be good. So I'll, I'll be your voice. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'll be like, yeah, good idea. Woo. Oh, I do it for Jerry all the time. I'm like, it's all like, I just, I just communicate so clearly because it's so, so unabashed for me to, to talk about that it so gets everybody so aligned so quickly on things. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing that I've learned. Um, and by the way, when, when you made an earlier topic about how, you know, now you go to Oasis and now you got, you know, now you go to these hotel parties and we have all these things, the Facebook group, whatever, like whatever. I didn't know where this shit was either. I had to create it out of, out of nothing. I created the idea of like the hotel, like invites and like a group chat. Like I didn't have um, like a playbook. Yeah. It's when I realized that if you can create your own destiny in this lifestyle, you don't sit and wait for a fucking invitation. If you want house parties, you build the network and make your house parties happen. Like I I didn't realize for me personally that I'd ever find myself in an orgy because I knew I don't have sex with strangers. I don't want one person in the room that I don't want to play with. Some people don't agree with that. And it's caused friction for some of my friendships, but I don't want anyone in the room that I don't want to be when my eyes are closed. I don't want to wonder if they're touching me in that way just yeah, feel 100% safe. Yeah. And so I didn't think I'd ever have the ability to have an orgy because that's a lot statistically like that's just not likely. The odds. Yeah, but exactly. But when it speak, when it was a bunch of singles who came together in this lifestyle, it started kind of a J and I, we built it up a little bit with like you and B and then we all kept building. And it's funny because we are creating our, our fantasies. We didn't know we had because we can do it our comfortable way. And we don't have to do it just anyway in order to say we did it. And I just think like we've like won the swinger lottery when you realize that you can really just customize for your own hedonistic experiences. Yeah. And I, this might've just been me, maybe nobody else thinks this, but I always thought like these group things like swing, I always thought it was like a couple who was like married and they have this solid, like five-year-long relationship at least, you know what I mean? But here we are, we're doing it and we're all single. None of us are like, in a relationship with each other you know what I mean and we're just like all pals who like get together and do this thing all as singles and we're like having such a fun time so seriously you can just like do it and if you have a couple of friends you can be the you can be the Toronto unicorn bringing everybody together make that group chat and just build it make it happen like your dream could come true if you can throw a dinner party you can throw a swinger party oh yeah you just need more towels (laughs) and 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 other things it's cheaper. Oh, I actually did a lessons learned exercise with Jay after our last hotel party about bring wine opener, like things that we can do to improve the next one because I'm, I'm in project management and like, I like to, you know, <laughs> a process efficiency expert. 
And yeah. so I like to like constantly improve and things. And, and that's actually some of the skill sets that I brought into my orgy coordinator. Uh, so I do have to show a little clip of, I made myself some orgy coordinator merchandise. So this is on my website right now. Because I am so finding my home in this role of orgy coordinator, especially because I understand the psychology involved of, of all of the things that could be prickly or sensitive. And I think that I'm a comfortable person that people can go to and like, I help navigate those things so that they don't just have to miss out. We can just like figure it out, you know? So yeah. I'm finding my home in this lifestyle and I like it. I like orgy coordinator as a title. And she, it is, it's not like a self-given title. Like since she like chatted with me and like made me feel comfortable to get me to meet like her boys like this has been a role <laughs> it has been so fucking like we are the luckiest fucking four ogs to start with right because we started really just the four of us we are the luckiest that all of us are cool like all of us were here for the same reason none of us were here to like have feelings for each other or like you know yeah. build something weird on the side it's literally just enjoy each other's like I, I actually get joy seeing your chemistry with both B and J when it's in front of me. Maybe when it's not in front of me, I'd be like, like, I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't know if I'd be bothered, but I wouldn't enjoy it. But I, when it's in front of me, when you spark, I like to see it. It's when, when normally that would be threatening to me outside of a swinger club, seeing my, my, some guy I like, like sparking with some girl, but it's beautiful to see because the sex is going to be great. And that's yeah. what we're all there for. And we want real chemistry, not just some Barbie doll unicorn coming in to be a whole, you know, rental for the night. I hate to be so fucking vulgar, but like, that's how they make us feel sometimes. Yeah. And the dynamic uh, really works. It really does. And I mean, it, it's not, you know, nothing is, nothing stays perfect forever. And there might always be ups and downs and and whatnot but the good news is we're all our own independent like part of this of this little network and so even if one or two of us do drift off like we can still all the others can stay in touch like it's yeah. it's, it's a, everyone for themselves in a way you know which is kind of the the difference of couples couples come in as a package and they, they're very careful to protect it right yeah. but when you don't have that politic like there is some politic i understand but there when there is um no real attachments there there's so much less to worry about too right rules, right like yeah the rules I don't really play I haven't played with couples it's not like intentional again because I'm like so new I really haven't had all the opportunities um like you mentioned in previous videos if you guys have seen about singles going to couples only nights I am one of the women who does not enjoy couples only nights. So if you want me or most of my single friends, you have to go to the single men nights. Ah, uh, it is just, I, I can't. It's true. That. It is, it is literally upsetting to go sometimes on, on couples only nights uh, because yeah. you feel like a piece of meat at a vegan party. It can be that, like, I'm telling you couples sometimes don't all flood the unicorn. They literally are just on a date with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's our grievances as unicorns. It's like, hey, I got consensus on that. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> okay, I want to know about your side of the story of our first hotel party that happened around Jan 4, 2022 for Jay's birthday. And I want you to tell me your side. Okay, well, at first it was supposed to be at the club and that didn't happen. And that was very disappointing. Yeah. Like it, I was so excited. I had never gone to one of these DTF nights. So it would have been my first. It would have been with Jay. Oh, so exciting. Anyways, but then of course the orgy coordinator brought it together. She made it happen. So 
<laughs> we went to a hotel instead of the club because nothing else was open. Yeah. And this was legal. This was before COVID rules and all these things. Yeah. What, what happened when you knocked on the door? Because it's a hard thing to show up to a hotel party. It is because you don't know how big the hotel room is. You don't know if you're going to feel sick. Yeah. If you need to exit. Like, I'm like you. I get anxiety about these kind of things. I needed, like, it, it is. I wanted to know, like, well, how, how did you walk through the door? Was it, were you nervous? Okay, well, also at first, I was extra nervous. I went to dinner beforehand mm. at this restaurant I really liked because this was like days before the restaurants were going to close. That's irrelevant. But basically, I ate a feast before I was going to be naked having sex. So that was all that was on my mind. I was not worried about the social anxiety. I was like, my stomach is going to be bloated. I'm going to feel fat and not sexy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to feel good. Also, another worry, there was a couple there that I hadn't played with before. And I was like, okay, how is this going to go? Like, whoa. It was just sort of the unknown, right? I go to the door. I get, I'm walking down the hall. I'm like, wow. I took a picture of the hallway because I'm like, I need to, like, this is the day. This is like my first hotel, you know. Yeah. I go to, there's you and Jay in there, the OG coordinators. Mm -hmm. And then there's a couple who I met once before at the club. I think it was like the, the first day I was there. And they told me about themselves and how they've been in the lifestyle for like ever. And they're very experienced. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Um, they were there, very friendly. And then, I think what were we doing? We were just chit-chatting. We were just hanging out. So it was, it always starts off slow. So if you've never done these things, it's not like you get into a hotel. Well, maybe not in our experience. Depends on what time you show up, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. if, like if, if it starts at seven and you show up at seven, it, it's no clothing is on. People yes. are sober-ish, you know? But yeah. if you show up at 10, people could be sucking deep. deep yeah. Yeah. So you need to prepare for that also. But when I went in, I went in at the time that it was starting and everyone's chilling. It starts off slow. And I like that personally because I think I feel uncomfortable going in. People are already having sex. I can't just turn on my horniness like, like this, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so we're just chilling. You're a little bit stressed from the day of organizing the hotel and running around for the hotel, right? Like we get the privilege of just showing up and be like, okay, like let's have a drink and have some sex. But she's been organizing this thing all day, right? Yeah. So after a little while, we're like, you need to have a shower after your day. I was just out shopping and having dinner. I want a shower too. It's nice to freshen up, right? And even at the club before we head upstairs, which is the wink, wink, head upstairs. Like that's when the stuff is going to start happening. Yeah. We all take a rinse. It's true. And, and just to add to this point, if you want to be hygienic in this lifestyle, then shower before you have sex. Like that's you, you, if you're going to have yeah. sex, just shower, just put your body underwater and shower. You don't have to worry about if you're hygienic shower. <laughs> yeah. It's seriously, it's not that serious at all. It takes you what? Three minutes. Yeah. Showering is like a simple thing that gives you peace of mind. You're not worrying. A guy's behind you. You're bent over. You want to make sure everything's sure. nice and pretty. They're <laughs> <laughs> really down there in there. And another thing is it's like not, you can be laying in bed. You're chilling. Chill. This can be a, a duo thing. This can be you and your partner going shower together. And it can be where you start making out, start handing, touching each other. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't have to be a weird, I need to shower. You're going to awkwardly sit here for five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It could be like the ladies shower together. Like we did, right? Like it'd be like, Hey, yeah. why don't you watch? Apparently, um, the couple Jay, not, not my uh, friend Jay, but the, there's so many Jays. Um, apparently he was like right there, ready. As soon as we put the invitation out, he was in the doorway, ready for us to be in the shower. And I, I took so much like pleasure out of that. Cause I was like, oh God, someone enjoyed it. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like the first move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did I watch? I was like, 
the night is starting. We're going. It is. It's and like I loved it because it's just like a little a little thing that maybe you haven't done before. See two girls shower together. Like now they have. You know, it's like in yeah. a few ways we just checked off a whole bunch of check boxes for people. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think something. It's difficult to go from we're all chilling, daytime, wearing clothes to sex. Like that transition for me, at least, right? Like I think for everybody, that's kind of like a, it's a step. So I think it's nice to have like an easy transition. What we'll do sometimes, we'll play a game. It might seem silly, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you need it. It's not silly. It's fun. You can play like truth or dare. And then you dare them to kiss. Cause then once the touch and the kiss boundaries broken, you're good. Right. Because since I haven't touched this person ever, that is like a weird thing. Like you feel it. Like, it's like, I've never touched this guy in my life. This is kind of odd. You can play like a truth or dare. Another thing that happens if you're not even just playing games, if two people are getting like really hot and steamy cuddling and they start making out and you're watching that, then you can start making out with the person next to you. And then it, and then it all snowballs from there. It happened the last time I remember you, I remember looking over and you and B were watching me randomly just start reviving Jay's poor tired cock because it, it was like yeah, completely yeah. flaccid and I just kept putting it in my mouth because I was like his cock just really turns me on there's something about it there's like a magical potion in it or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we started spin the bottle did and you said that you felt that that was a very good intro into the breaking the touch barrier because that is the issue it's like when you finally can like say and like you feel comfortable with people you can just kind of start touching and like everything yeah so we all found ourselves on our knees, us ladies at the same time with some lovely, delicious cock around oh us. God. Yeah. About that. How did you feel about that? I get, this is like my first time experiencing this. I was like, this is like what they have in porn. Like, whoa. And I found it really worked out with the number of people. Like we had, was it even? Six, it was even. Yeah. So I think having that was so easy, right? Because then it's like a girl's paired with this person, paired, 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 we switch, we switch. And it's not like a spoken thing about switching, but it'll be like two girls onto one and then someone will move over. And it's just like a seamless yes. little show. Um, and then from there, I think, at least I was getting like really excited. I was like, I want to get something inside me. Like, and then I think I moved someone over to a bed. I think I was like, let's, let's go on the bed. I think you and Jay went and started fucking first. I think that's, you guys started, you, wait, you fucked Jay the first time, right? Yes, it was you. Yeah. So you guys, I think so. I think, I think you started and then the other ones kind of caught up eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, oh I, yeah. I remember we were first. No one else was having sex. Um, and then what made, you, what made you have sex so fast? Like, tell me like, what was it? What was exciting about it with him? Okay. Honestly, I think some people out there really love giving oral mm-hmm. and it is a lot of work <laughs> and I was really horny and I don't get like that much pleasure out of it and I just wanted to get banged like they're all so hot I'm not I'm gonna be honest like I don't want to be sitting there doing this like whoa, 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 forever <laughs> like come on <laughs> right That's honesty I love it I love it I love it See, I'm a little different I love cocking sucking so much that I get mad when men stop me <laughs> oh total opposites the perfect fluffer we really are and I remember I love being the fluffer for our group stuff because in a way like I I just don't mind like I'm I'm happy with their with their dicks in my mouth you know I'm just glad to hear that I'm glad so then you you basically end up on the bed I remember it was looking really steamy and then like it kind of like the the other four of us hmm 
how did so we were having sex then how did you guys start having sex? well before you guys had sex we were all still on the bed playing around and I remember I was you were sucking Jay's D well Jay was on the bed and I was over top of him and I was kissing him upside down it was just a funny I moment. remember this yeah and, and I remember like we were all playing with each other right before you guys like we, we, we kind of paired yeah. off yeah and so in a way that was my favorite part of the night because we all interacted with everybody and then at one point I was sucking someone's dick and then you were eating me out and I didn't know it was you. And that was yeah. the moment of the orgy that I was happy. I, I, I made the decision in the orgy that every good, every touch was good touch because yeah, that's why it felt good to not know who was eating me out. You know what I mean? yeah. Cause there are times where like, I'll be sucking dick and then there's like hands on my boob and ha- someone's like petting my bum. And I'm like, I don't, there's so many hands. I have no idea what's going on. And you just want to feel comfortable that those hands are good hands. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So our, me and you are very aligned that way. And I think that's why, um, we just really, we know how to carve out our experiences better to have better experiences. Yeah. And if you're like that too, you really in this lifestyle just have to be true to yourself. And like, if that's what you need, that's what you need. Exactly. And other people are going to be out there and they want to have sex with a stranger and they don't want to know anything about them. And they only want to have sex once for me. I like a repeat hookup. Some people only want one experience and then they never talk to them again. They don't exchange phone numbers. They don't talk about their day-to-day life. Whereas I want to know like about you and stuff like that. So everybody's different in lifestyle. Same. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we, we, I remember you slept with Jay. You guys were having really hot sex over on one bed and then me and the, the I call him the mister. I'll call him the mister and the miss, mm-hmm. even though they're not married. Um, the miss was getting very heavily domed, which is like a, a rough sex from B because that's what she ordered. <laughs> um, and he delivered me and her boyfriend waited until they started having sex so that we could get in position so that they could see them because we both him and me wanted to watch him fuck her. So it was really hot and it worked out well. And then I remember looking over, seeing you fuck Jay and it, like everybody was having a good time. And I just, I felt like that was like a really fulfilling moment. Right. Cause like everybody was having a good time and, and I, yeah. th- that's all we ever wanted. Right. And I finished with Jay because we got a head start. So we finished and then we got to like watch, they were like two and two on one bed in front of each other. And they were going at it. I was like, whoa. And there will be like, I feel like this doesn't happen in, porn online right it's all like a swift it keeps going for magically 45 minutes yeah. it's gonna be lulls like right he just finished we're gonna chill we're yeah. gonna watch them and that's just how it's gonna go and then later we'll take a breath maybe have like a snack have a drink we go again yeah exactly. it's all like ramps up again exactly which is like we we had a really longer night than the couple did because they had to leave after the first round and then basically you you went and had a really fun uh night with b right yeah the second time yeah yeah so you got to have sex with both of those juicy boys that we know we share very well together um they both really enjoy you like especially your hair I just I feel like there's something (laughs) beautiful about it and like angelic or majestic or something about it and I and I I just not every guy's in the same thing but like yeah it's one of those things that like everybody looks forward to (laughs) when you're there it's like your beautiful hair and your beautiful ass because like you've got a lot of like juicy curves and everything but I just uh it's just one of those things that like really stands out about you to some people is like how beautiful you are is like because of your beautiful hair too so um just so you know ponytails are functional but they don't they don't fulfill a man's fantasy the same way. <laughs> I feel like I because in the pool at Oasis one time I think my hair was in like a bun 
And she was like, that's going to need to come down when we go upstairs. <laughs> I think I didn't say that to you. I was like, they want to see your hair. Yeah. <laughs> so see Jay, he likes to grab it. Like he's like, he gets like really turned on about thinking about it. So it's like, you don't want them for to have those experiences, you know? Yeah. So awesome. Okay. So then you ended up having sex with the other guy and then we all kind of had a relaxing night. And then you left. So when you, when you got home and you left, what were your afterthoughts of the night? Like, did you have a good time? Did you walk out saying, I'm glad I did that? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Good. So after the hotel party, yeah, when I got home, it was like all good thoughts. I had such a good experience. I was like, I think just happy and genuinely grateful for like the group of people I met. Like that sounds so like, you know what, but yeah, I was like, these people, like, I feel like I, took a step back and like realized I was like wow like these experiences are happening to me because you always go through things and then you're gonna look back on them and be like wow like that was such a good time those are such good people and I don't have those people anymore right so I was just like wow like right now we're so solid and this is going so good and yeah it was just such a good experience I know exactly what you mean because how many of us have had these wonderful things form that just naturally disintegrate in their own way and so you want to remember in the moments that these are the moments like you don't yeah. know if we're all going to get together again because of whoever knows, right? So I love that you thought that too, because I'm just so grateful that every single one of us got the same, got along with the same vibe. And and Jay and I actually had like, like, uh, like pillow talk kind of chat about that. And I said how sacred this group is to me and how I wouldn't, I wouldn't add anybody who's a wild card. Like I simply would vet people, yeah. anybody coming in. And so I realized that because I'm the one coordinating and frankly, getting the hotels and things, I actually realized that that's actually how I can control the guest list to my comfort level. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a diva at a, at a swinger party, I can just create the per- pitch perfect swinger party based on my comfort level. And so I'm really starting to realize that I have some empowerment as a coordinator role, especially as a girl to vet other girls. The last thing we need is some girl coming in there and trying to steal time with one of the guys and, and making anyone feel uncomfortable. Like I would unfortunately have a situation that I would have to deal with that because no one wants bad feelings in these events. No, like seven minutes of heaven is one thing, but like trying to steal a guy so that no one else fucks him first or something is something that we're not going to have at these parties. Like, and I just, that's why I'm so protective of it because like, I see how great the people are that we've kind of got already. And I just think, let's not, let's not taint it by adding so many more who needs six or seven or eight or nine people when, when we can have such great experiences with what we've got. Yeah. Quality over quantity for sure. Definitely. It's all about just like in regular life. It's so much is just like respect, like regular respect for the other people and their feelings. And you just have to communicate, right? Like if someone's going to get their feelings hurt, you you obviously don't want that. You don't want to mess, mess with everything that's going on yeah but there's ways to still address your own maybe issues like for example um there's always going to be the issue of maybe some of the people don't get along like for example you haven't met m yet and you still won't um right and part of me is like not that sad about that because what if you don't get along like what if you don't get along that was a fear of the first hotel party i was like because you're taking a chance right like, I vetted her like I know that she's like a solid like nice girl but yeah. the personality wise you never know right she's also dominant just like I am and so that could be confusing for two or two dominant yeah. women in the room yeah. yeah yeah and it's kind of I've never had these experiences watching these guys that I've been with be with other women in front of me yeah so that was like my first experience right and 
obviously I'm used to it with you, but then we bring other girls into it, which we have before. And then I'm like navigating these feelings. And I'm like, do I like this? What's going on here? Like, I'm kind of confused. Um, and did you like it? Like, tell me about the feelings. Cause I'm actually curious. Yeah. Cause I have my own bugged out moments in this lifestyle that uh, I'm just curious if anyone does have weird feelings on their side. Cause we're all yeah. humans, right? Like, because you hear all these people who love it. They're like, it's so hot. And I've had that before where I brought a guy that I was hooking up with outside to Oasis. And I was like, I want to watch him with another girl. It'll be so hot. Like I, I want him to get with someone else. Yeah. Then we had someone come in to our OG4 mm-hmm. who we didn't really know. We met them that day and she was like a single woman. And that's what you do at these clubs. Like if there's a girl by herself, you have to be you don't have to, but you should be kind and like talk to them and like bring them under your wing because that always is all about like chit chatting and talking. Like when I went for the first time as a single woman, some people that you knew that I didn't even know you knew because they were like random people came up to me and were like comforting me and talking to me since it was my first experience. But mm-hmm. anyway, we bring her in. And for me, it's like a lot about my mindset and like when I'm like hooking up, like I'm really, really into it. And then when I'm done hooking up, I'm kind of like, no longer in the sexy mood so I was done and she was playing and I was watching and I was like okay like this is like he's fucking another girl like I'm watching this like let's see and I wasn't into it like I didn't not like it but I wasn't like wow this is so hot and I was kind of just like sitting out of it I was like meh so then I was like okay like I'm gonna go to the washroom and I'm just gonna like have my space drink some water like post-sex whatever yeah, which I feel like is kind of like a little unfortunate. I don't know. I feel like I would have wanted to be like so into it, but like I wasn't. And that's just like the honest truth. But do you think it was the girl or him having sex with any girl in front of you? I think it was the girl. Which which I think to be honest matters a lot. No, it's really honest. So um, it, it, it matters. And, and one of the things that I've heard guys say is that they won't get off watching, for example, me get fucked by some guy if they don't think that guy is good looking, <laughs> like, yep. or if they don't have like some kind of, they don't see the sex appeal in it. There's nothing, otherwise, why would you feel good about that? So if you're not like attracted to the girl, it's, you're not going to enjoy it the same either. And going into the evening, meeting this girl, it wasn't in my mind that we were going to be playing with this girl. Mm, she yeah. was just a random girl, right? Like we were just chit-chatting. And then I feel like you have to have a different mindset, right? Like I don't play with that many girls. I'm not used to it. And how it happened with her was it was like mid scene. Like it was mid playing. I was literally having sex with Jay and they were like, can this girl come in? And I was like, what? Like who? Like what's going on here? Like I was in the middle of something having sex. Like I wasn't like, you know, and I was like, well, yeah, like, of course I'm not going to like say no. He was like, yeah, everybody said, yeah. So I was like, yeah. And I think it was just, it might not have been the girl. I think it was just my mindset altogether that it happened mid, we were already hooking up. This girl came in secondarily. Yeah. It wasn't ideal in in that way. I was glad she asked because I was happy to share, like, for example, like the guys sometimes have more fucking them than we have, like, want for, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I don't, I don't mind sharing that way, but like, yeah, I don't actually think I would normally ever be okay to be asked mid scene if somebody could join because there's way too much pressure, especially if somebody, one of the group said no, because I had to say no before I, when I was with M and, um, someone else. And I, I think it was JRB and I had to say no to another guy that they wanted to bring in. Cause like, I just didn't feel comfortable. And like, when you're the only one that says, no, you feel bad about that. No. And she was standing right there. Like, they were right there, right? Like they're in front of you. Like 
it would be yeah. like the reason you're not here is because that girl who's one foot away from you said no and which like it wouldn't have been like hard feelings I'm sure like we reject guys all the time that try to come on to us at the club but yeah anyways so that just made me realize like I don't think it's like that hot interesting what if it was a girl you picked out for him to fuck I'm yeah it been totally different. I would have thought it was so hot okay so that's good to know because when you and I was I had this talk with Jay recently too it's like you're navigating this path of swinger and, and the sex positive lifestyle and you'll like hit like an electrocuted line and you're like, ah, oh, bad feeling, bad feeling, bad feeling. And you have to figure out how do you continue down the swinger line without hitting that bad feeling all the time. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes it's just a matter of realizing, oh, that way it didn't go well. Let's not do that again. We'll just never, next time we'll just do it this way. And in a way, like we can just keep improving and like not, maybe we'll have a no additional partners mid scene rule as our group. If we feel there's too much pressure on all of us to do that because I don't think we need the numbers. Like, I think we got yeah. the novelty of the orgy and the, you know, the six people, like we got those numbers. Now it's really about quality and how many dicks and, and pussies do you really need? And it can be like, for people out there, this is like a before talk that you could have like in the pool with your partner when there's like no stakes. Like you can be talking about like the couple at the other side of the pool. We've done this. We're like, what do we think? Like, are they cute? Is that guy cute? Yeah. Like a pre-talk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lots of free talks. I think me and uh, um, we have some of the people have like code words and things like not like not not to be stupid yeah. or, or silly, but if they, we just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, sometimes we'll just have a signal like we go for a drink or something if we just aren't interested or in the middle of a conversation, something like that that communicates to the other partner. Oh, we're going to move on. Like, uh, you know, so yeah. if you yeah. could give single men advice at any age who want to walk into a sex club for the first time and be welcomed with the best possible reaction what advice would you give them okay you've heard this before but you seriously have to go in with an open mind otherwise you're gonna have a bad experience we've seen so many typically young men come in young you know like student age whatever they come in hot shot they think they're gonna get laid and they don't and then we never see them ever again and they never come back yeah not even yeah. yeah they think they like deserve this cooch like I don't know man yeah um, yep. also it is your experience right like you have to take it into your control just like how she has designed and made this group and done the hotel parties you have to do it for yourself for a man to go in you can't I'm just being honest you can't sit back and sit on your bum all day by the pool and expect cooch to come and sit on you it's not going to happen it literally will not happen it's not going to happen. You need to socialize and you need to talk to people. This is a social environment. The pool, you need to go and be so friendly. You need to be friendly and talk to people. If they reject you, maybe they don't want to chat. They're not interested. They'll say the code word. They're like, I need to have a drink. Take the message. They don't want to talk to you. It's okay. Take the message. Talk yes. to somebody else. Yeah. You have, you keep it, keep it moving. Don't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> like seriously, you can't get too fixated. The other thing is you have to keep in mind that us single women, it is very vulnerable to be there surrounded by strangers naked, okay? And it's very consent focused in these clubs, yeah. even to touch someone on a shoulder. At a bar, you might like touch someone and like move around them. No, no physical contact unless you explicitly ask, is it okay? Because if you're in a group and a guy just stands a little too close to you, her and I will talk about it later and be like, I, he made me feel uncomfortable and you don't want that. We're never going to talk to you ever again. And we're going to think you're kind of creepy. It's so true. seriously, be friendly. Don't be too pushy. You know, if they're not interested, move along and 
consent, consent, seriously, about every little thing. It might sound silly, you have to. And like, I've had men who multiple, I think like four at this point, who have like randomly come up to me and asked me for a massage. That's so nice of them. I politely say, no, thank you. I don't want you to touch me. I don't know who you are. No. And you just have to like be nice and keep it moving. Yeah. It, offering a massage isn't a bad way to try and get a woman's attention, but not all women want one and you have to be okay with that. But like some women, like what are, I remember accepted a massage once and then ended up taking that guy upstairs. So sometimes it works out, but for people like us, we don't like touch. We don't want touch. Um, I get mad in the, in the pool. If a man touches me without consent, because it's such an, a, it's a, such a boundary. Right. And like, I actually, people won't get mad. I get mad. Like I will, I will look mad too. So your behavior is incorrect, right? Yes. now. You're doing something wrong. In a, in a way, like, I know this is kind of like inappropriate, but I'm always like, bad touch, bad touch, bad touch. Like, I'm just like, no, no, people have real boundaries in there. And you don't yeah. want to be like putting your arm around some person who might smack you across the face if you do it, because you're not allowed to touch them. Like, so you yeah. just have to be careful that you don't assume anything that someone that you can touch anybody. And there's no harm in asking, right? There's no harm in me being yes. like, can I touch you? Even with like, like Jay, like we had already like had sex and I'd be like, is it okay that I'm like doing this? Like, are we all consenting here? And they're like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I don't want to expect anything of you. It's true. And especially with you, I know to do that because you are similar to me in a certain way that sometimes you're ready for sex and sometimes you're not. And I know not to make a move at the wrong time because you'll be uncomfortable. And so I've learned to like, wait until I actually know you're comfortable before I ever would pursue, um, a, a, like a, escalating the play or anything, because yeah. I know girls, like girls need to be swooned into that place and not abruptly like expected to just be there. So, um, yeah, so it's always about consent. So even I always ask you, can I touch you and stuff like that? Because it's like, it, even if it was okay, 600 times, the 601 time might not be okay. So yeah. Okay. Any advice for single women who are thinking, Hey, I looked at those DTF videos. I may want to experience something like that one time. Um, what do you recommend for women to go to this club in a safe way and feel comfortable? Yeah. I'd say if you're shy and if you're nervous, bring somebody, if you have a friend, the thing is I didn't bring somebody and I had a totally fine experience. So it's kind of different. Like if you're shy and you're a little bit worried, I'd say, yeah, bring someone. Then you have like a backup friend. You, you both wear clothes. It's just like you feel better knowing you have somebody by your side. At DTF, I would ask her to be there with me. Of course, like a DTF, you would not want to go alone. Also feeling so comfortable. You have to speak up for yourself. We've mentioned this before. And I feel like I was young. I'm kind of like, I don't know, like whatever. But you have to communicate. This is the place to do so. If a guy has his hand on you, I ask, no, thank you. He sits too close to me in the sauna. Can you please move over, sir? Yeah. You have to just like say it. It doesn't matter. Again, this is like, we're all on the same, like even playing ground. Yeah. You just have to speak up. And I think that's the most important. Okay, so then single women, but like, if you could say, how do you want single women to make the journey if they can't find a friend to come with them, because that's always the case, right? Yeah. Should they come alone, even if it means they wear a bathing suit or like wear more clothes than the other people just to have a first time experience? I'd say 100% go. Don't go on a DTF night. Go on a regular night. Go on a regular night. Go by yourself and just know what you want to do. Like I went in there being like, I know I'm not going to play with anybody and that's fine. I went, I chit-chatted, I had fun. 
the staff are so friendly at these places. Yeah. I, I know all of the staff by name. I'll hang out with them during their lunch. Like they're so nice. You just have to go and be social and it's totally a safe place, right? And you're just going to meet people that are so like-minded to you. Like everybody's so open-minded. I went in there and I was so insecure because for example, like I grow up my body hair and that's not really normal for like that many women that I know. And I get insecure about it sometimes, honestly, even though like it's my decision to do so with my body, I go there, I feel so comfortable and it makes me like love my body, seeing everybody so comfortable. You're the first woman I've ever been attracted to with body hair in places that weren't traditionally found. Um, mm -hmm. I remember like, that's why I always called you a mermaid because you, you're so different and like unique. And like, I really like mermaids. Like that's a compliment, but like, it really is. Um, you were so unique in your femininity and like in such a beautiful way. And I just, I didn't normally associate with beauty before, but with you, I did. And so in a way you've almost been a trailblazer for people who have freedom or body, what is it like body choice, hair, body hair choice. I don't know what do you want to call it, but right. Like it goes to show that like one person out there rocking it and, and owning it and making it a beautiful thing kind of opens doors for other people too. So I do have to, to end this here, but do you have any final thoughts um, about, about this lifestyle and where you want to take it in the future? I'd say if you haven't jumped in, jump in, do it, get your foot in there. Everybody's so nice. You're going to have all these crazy experiences and you don't want to look back and regret not at least going once and seeing what's happening. It's true. It's not that scary. We promise. Yeah. So go on a super big kink fetish night or DTF and it won't be that scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. A. This was such a pleasure. I'm sure I'll get a whole bunch of questions below for our next hopefully girl chat we can do on zoom so if you've got any questions for a clearly she is an open book and she's got her own experience and she's so much younger than me and that brings a whole level of experience from growing up in a different generation that maybe can be relatable to some of my audience that maybe my cougar-esque you know 38 <laughs> is a little bit on their their senior side so um let us know in the comments below and thank you so much a we can't wait to see you very very soon with more uh boys sharing ahead of us Yes, see you guys soon. Bye.